Welcome back to the Der Show. While families were still grieving the death of their children uh, following the Texas massacre, um, former President Barack Obama tweeted one of the most insensitive and tone-deaf uh, uh, tweets I have ever read in my life. And believe me, I've read tweets, many, uh, many attacking me, but I've never quite read one as bad as this from a former president of the United States. Let me read it to you so you don't see that there's been any misinterpretation or read you the whole tweet. It's not long. As we grieve the children of Uvalde today, we should take time to recognize that two years have passed since the murder of George Floyd under the knee of a police officer. His killing stays with us all to this day, especially those who loved him. No, 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 no. We should not take time out of the grieving for these innocent children that were murdered in cold blood to remember George Floyd. Uh, George Floyd was a criminal, um, uh, a no good person uh, who had all kinds of problems. Uh, he resisted arrest. Um, he was not innocent. He would have been convicted uh, had he remained uh, uh, alive. He was murdered. And, and his murderer is in prison and should be in prison. But do not compare what happened to these children and their teacher with your guy, George Floyd. It, it, it reminds me of my grandmother uh, from a little shtetl in Poland. Everything she saw, she th saw through the prism of her uh, religion. I would come back from a Brooklyn Dodger game and say, Grandma, the Brooklyn Dodgers won. She'd say, yeah, but was it good or bad for the Jews? That's Barack Obama. Uh, he sees everything through the prism of a black man who was murdered. The black man was murdered. It's a terrible, terrible thing. It bears no relationship whatsoever to what happened in Texas. George Floyd was not killed by a gun. George Floyd was not killed because of a gun. George Floyd was not a child. He was not innocent. What happened was terrible. What happened was completely separate. Do not pause while you're grieving these children and their teacher to think about George Floyd. What an insult to the memory of these children. What an insult to the suffering of the parents. But it's so typical of Barack Obama and so typical of so many people uh, today who see everything through the prism of race. Identity politics has dominated the world today. No matter what happens in the world today, what's its impact on racial issues? How are they going to study the killing of these 19 kids and their teachers uh, in, in critical race theory classes? They'll figure out some way to blame it on racism and, and, and white supremacy. No, no, no. The world does not revolve around George Floyd. And it doesn't revolve around African-American people. We are a people that are comprised of African-American people, Latino people, Greek-Americans, Jewish-Americans, Italian-Americans. Barack Obama was supposed to be the president for all Americans. Do not think about George Floyd when we're thinking about the terrible things that happened in Texas. Do not distort the memory of what happened in Texas by thinking about a completely different, unrelated issue. Look. Barack Obama, I knew you since you were 
a student at Harvard Law School. If you want to perversely think about George Floyd as the rest of us are mourning the loss of these 19 children and their teachers, if you want to think about him, go ahead and do it, but don't tell us to do it. Don't lecture us. Don't tell us it's time, we should take time to recognize. No, 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 we should not take time to recognize that. If you want to talk about George Floyd, talk about it in a different context, in a different way. But don't talk about it in this context. It would be as if you said, now that millions of people are dying in, in Ukraine, we should think about, we should think about George Floyd. Uh, not everything in the world revolves around George Floyd. Not everything revolves around a reckoning, a reckoning for our racial sins of the past. We have to move beyond that. You have the right to think about George Floyd. Everybody has the right to think about everybody. I have the right to think about Jewish people who are killed on the streets of Brooklyn by African-American racists. I have the right to think about that. I wouldn't dream of writing a tweet saying that as we mourn the killing of um, these 19 people, we should think about that young man who was murdered by black radicals on the Brooklyn Bridge on the way to going home. Ari Halberstam, I think his name was. No, we shouldn't think about him. I think about him from time to time, but not in the context of this case. I just can't believe that a former president of the United States and somebody who I've known for many years would, would discuss these issues in the same breath would take away from what's going on now. What we should be thinking about is gun control. What we should be thinking about is how to take AR-15s out of the hands of this uh, young man. What we should be thinking about is how to make sure that this doesn't happen next week and the week after and the week after that. We should be thinking about guns, not about policemen who murderously put their knees on the neck of somebody who was arrested without a gun. Guns have nothing to do with George Floyd. What happened in Texas has nothing to do with George Floyd. So don't take time from this in Texas, from memorializing these people in Texas, from being sympathetic to their families, from trying to do something about gun control. Don't take time to recognize that two years have passed since the murder of George Floyd. No, don't take time out of that. When you say take time out of that, you're saying prioritize. Take interests out of that. Take concerns out of that. Take what we're going to do out of that. We live in a zero-sum world. Every minute that we spend thinking about George Floyd, we've already spent much too much time thinking about uh, George Floyd. Uh, but every minute we spend thinking about George Floyd is a minute we're not spending thinking about guns. It's a minute we're not spending thinking about how to solve the problem of school shootings. You know, you can't only think about George Floyd. You can't only think about one group of people in America who have absolutely nothing to do with this. It's just, it's just awful, and, 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 and it just distorts what's going on in this country.
um, what happened in Texas is just horrible. But the victims in Texas bear no relationship whatsoever to to George Floyd or any other people who are African American who were who were killed by police. We we have to deal with that problem. We can't trivialize it. We can't diminish it. We should have a reckoning on racial issues. But not everything in the world revolves around George Floyd, even if it's his anniversary. Every day is an anniversary of something horrible that happened somewhere in the world. Unfortunately, when it comes to school shootings, not only is every day uh, an anniversary, but we've had more shootings, mass shootings, depending how you define mass, but we've had more mass shootings this year than we have days this year. We have more guns in this country than we have people in this country. That's what we should be focusing on. If President Obama had any sense in any sense of priority, he'd have said, as we remember these, uh, as we grieve the children today, we should take time to recognize the need for gun control. We should take time to recognize the need to have waiting periods, the need to make sure that psychologically unfit people can't have access to weapons of mass killing. That's what we should sh- should take time from, but we should not take time to think about George Floyd. I thought about George Floyd. I thought enough about George Floyd. I'm done with George Floyd. He has caused a major reckoning in the United States. He's dead and buried. The man who has killed him is in jail, will probably spend a long, long time in jail. Enough already. Enough already. He's one person. He should not have been killed. He should not have been injured. He should have been arrested. He should have been taken to police headquarters. He should have been tried for whatever crimes he was guilty of. A jury should have decided his case. He should have gone to jail if he was guilty of an imprisonable offense. He should have gone free if he wasn't. But we don't have to think about George Floyd 365 days a year and 366 days on leap year. We don't have to do that. We don't have to distort the grieving that we're going through for these innocent people by thinking about George Floyd. No, no, no. We have the right to think about other people, other crimes, other victims, and other tragedies. And we especially have the time to think about how to prevent them in the future. We have spent a lot of time thinking about how to prevent uh, recurrence of of the George Floyd uh, horror that occurred. And it was a horror. There's no justification for what happened to Uh, George Floyd. Uh, There's no justification for a policeman uh, doing uh, what he did, and he's paid the price. Uh, There has been some degree of justice. No, you can't bring George Floyd back, but you can at least achieve some degree of justice. There'll never be any justice for these 19 young children, innocent young children, honor students, uh, students who had their whole lives in front of them, students who never were in any trouble. Just the very idea of comparing these innocent children to the guilty George Floyd is so obnoxious. It's so insensitive. It is so tone deaf. And it is so typical of what's happening with race in America today. Everything has to do with race. Everything has to do with race, just like with my grandmother. Is it good or bad for the Jews? I understand her. She came from Poland, a little shtetl. 
in her little shtetl, the Jews were always in danger. They were always being subject to pogroms. And so she had the right to ask the parochial question, is it good or bad for the Jews? Barack Obama, a former president of the United States, has no right to ask that question. He has no right to make us focus, to even ask us to focus on George Floyd as we're grieving these 19 innocent children and their heroic teachers who tried to save their lives. We should be focused on why the police didn't get there fast enough. We should be focused on how to make sure this doesn't happen in the future. We should make sure that there are locked doors and no ability to get in the back way. There's a lot we have to learn about what happened uh, in, in, in Texas. So we should be focusing on that. We should be focusing on the easy availability of guns. You want to talk about mental illness? All right, let's focus on mental illness. But you know my point on that. There's no more mental illness in the United States than there is in countries that have almost no gun violence. Guns are the variable, the only variable. We should be focusing on that issue. Uh, but this reflects a larger problem. This reflects what's happening to American universities today. Instead of having a course on critical race theory, the whole university, bureaucracy, has been turned over to diversity, equality, and inclusion. But inclusion has been defined to mean exclusion. Uh, inclusion means you include only the people who come within the parameters of the bureaucracy. It doesn't include people who have been victimized and excluded. Um, there's no equity for, for those people. It's equity for me, but not for thee. It's diversity that produces a certain number of people of a particular race without regards to whether they actually diversify intellectually uh, the school. Uh, this bureaucracy has taken over universities, and Barack Obama wants this bureaucracy and what it stands for to take over our thinking and to make sure we pause and, and think about George Floyd. Uh, think about George Floyd as you're going to sleep. Think about him when you're getting up. Think about him when you're watching a basketball game. Think about him when you're taking care of your children. No, 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 no. Think about him when it's appropriate to think about him. Don't think about him when we're grieving parents and the lost children or when we're thinking about other children who survived and will be traumatized for the rest of their life. Uh, by what happened to them at this school. Think about that. Don't distort your thinking about what happened in Texas by artificially thinking about what Barack Obama wants you to think about. Now, I don't want to think about it, Barack Obama. Sorry. I don't want to think about you. I don't want to think about George Floyd. I don't want to think about racial issues when I'm grieving people who were killed, as far as we know, not based on any racial, issue, racial issues. Now, I can imagine if you were talking about Buffalo. There I can imagine some reference to uh, George Floyd. After all, the killing in Buffalo was clearly a, a racist uh, killing. We don't know enough yet about what, what happened in, in, in Texas. Um, uh, but it does not appear that this case in Texas bears any relation to the case in Buffalo or certainly to George Floyd. So I urge you, do not listen to Barack Obama. Do not take time from your grieving to recognize that two years have passed since the murder of George Floyd. Don't do that.
Don't do that. It would be a clear show of disrespect if you do that. If you take time from the grieving to think about George Floyd, you're disrespecting the people who were killed in Texas. I'd be interested in hearing what, what you have to say about that. Um, you know, I used to be friendly with uh, Barack Obama. He wrote me the nicest note for my 75th birthday, telling me to keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, I knew him as a student. I liked him as a student. I voted for him twice. I regret having voted for him the second time. I wish I had voted for George Romney uh, the second time. I think it was a mistake on my part to vote for him the second time. Um, but um, but uh, I, I always liked him. Uh, I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like what he said here. I don't like things he said since he's been president. I don't like things he said during the last months of his presidency. I no longer regard him as a friend. My relationship with him has has terminated. And so you can take that into account with my with my uh, criticism. I judge people by their actions and and on on the merits. Um, Mitt Romney. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I said George Romney. See, I'm 83 years old, and I think back. I remember George Romney. He was a great man. Um, I didn't vote for him, but he was a he was a great man. He, he could have been a good president. But it was Mitt Romney who ran against um, Barack Obama. I enthusiastically voted for Barack Obama the first time. I had a big party in my house when he was elected. Um, but I regret now, in retrospect, having voted uh, for Barack Obama the second time. I'd never have never voted for a Republican for president, but I should have voted for. For Mitt Romney, I recognize that now. I'm happy that I voted for uh, Joe Biden. I think he's a good man. Many of you may disagree with that. I plan to vote for him again if he runs for re-election, but I would not ever again vote for uh, Barack Obama and what I think Barack Obama did uh, uh, following the killings in Texas was obnoxious, and and I condemn it, and I I wish he would apologize. And uh, maybe by the time this show is on the air and being shown again and again, um, maybe he will have apologized. Um, but uh, knowing him, I doubt it. Before we get to the letters, and there, oh boy, there were hundreds and hundreds of letters from um, my last few shows, uh, let, me, let me turn to um, anthemsoftware.com. Nope, sorry. That's what happens when you have a cell phone and you forgot to turn it off. Okay. Um, it's off now. Uh, sorry, sorry, anthemsoftware.com. I didn't mean to interrupt uh, the commercial. Uh, if you own a small business and you need help in growing it, the best place to go is anthemsoftware.com. Uh, it's a one-stop solution. Um, it's, uh, it helps small businesses all over America grow and uh, serve and keep more customers profitable by providing world-class CRM software and results-focused marketing services. Uh, your business will not only grow, but dominate in this highly competitive modern world. That's anthemsoftware.com. Every business needs a song. Let anthemsoftware.com help you sing yours. Visit anthemsoftware.com to schedule your free demo of this amazing solution. So. Uh, you'll recall that uh, over the past days since the time of these uh, shootings that I have been talking a lot about uh, gun control and about uh, the Second Amendment, and I described some people out there as gun nuts, and uh, um, boy, did I get a lot of responses on that. I'll just read you some of them and then comment on that. How about we ban murderers? Uh, you know, 
I think we have. It's uh, it's a crime to murder. It's a capital crime. In uh, many jurisdictions, we've already banned murderers, but we haven't banned the weapons they use to murder. And so I think we have to take more serious steps toward uh, banning access to weapons of mass killing, particularly by young children, 18 to 21 years old. Professor Dershowitz, let's suppose you get your way and assault weapons are comprehensively outlawed throughout the United States. Since criminals are criminals precisely because they blatantly disregard the law, what will you propose be done when a murderous low-life thug goes on a killing spree using a banned assault weapon? Obviously, capture him, kill him if you have to. Uh, if you don't, arrest him and prosecute him and sentence him to jail for the rest of, uh, of his life. Uh, I'm not soft on murderers. I just want to take away their guns. Uh, um, people who are mentally ill will probably commit crimes, but if they don't have a gun, they'll use a knife and they'll kill fewer people. If they don't have a knife, they'll use the fist or they'll kick or they'll spit or they'll urinate or they'll do what mentally ill people do. Uh, but uh, they won't take an AR-15 into a school and be able to kill so many people in such a short period of time. Uh, so I, I'm sticking with my position on guns. All right, here's the next one. Uh, what utter nonsense. Every time some POS, you know what that means, goes on a killing spree, the knee-jerk liberals scream gun control. Pathetic. Yeah, 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 yeah we do. Uh, we, we scream gun control. I scream gun control even before these POSs go on a killing spree, but certainly when they go on a killing spree, what do you expect us to do? You expect us to say, oh, we ought to make guns more easily available. Every rational person thinks about gun control when you have killing sprees of this kind. Next, you're an idiot, educated beyond your capacity to handle that education. The variable is common sense, right? So let's understand that. The variable is common sense. The reason Americans have 10 times more of these crimes than any other country is because Americans have less common sense than Swedes and Germans and Italians. No, the variable is guns. Okay, let's continue beyond. The variable is common sense. Parents don't raise their kids. Everyone looks for a scapegoat, especially lame brain Democrats like you. Personal responsibility is something you can't fathom or handle. The Second Amendment is a guarantee that we the people can solve the problem of bad government when government cheats, lies, steals, destroys, just like the Biden regime's illegally stolen election. Cherry-picking your data only proves you're a goddamn idiot moron, brainless, not explosion. Okay, so let's understand what you're saying. Two things. You're saying the variable is not guns. The variable is common sense. So it must be that Americans have less common sense than people in the rest of the world. What an insult uh, to Americans. Uh, the only variable, the only variable is the easy availability of guns. Now you say you want there to be guns so that we can overthrow the Biden administration because they stole an election. They didn't steal an election. They won the election fair and square. He got eight million more votes than, than, than Donald Trump and many, many more electors than Donald Trump. But you think he didn't. So you think you have a right to take your gun and shoot Biden and shoot the administration and take over. That's what you think the Second Amendment's about. And you wonder why those of us who are not gun nuts don't want you to have access to guns so that you can take over the government if you think this election was stolen. You just made the best argument for gun control, better than any argument I can make. Okay. 
uh, let's go on and see some more of these uh, wonderful letters. Ban liberals, not guns. Okay, so what you want to do is ban free speech. You want to stop us from explaining our views. I'm a proud liberal. I'm a liberal. I'm a civil libertarian. I'm a libertarian. Uh, next argument. In the Second Amendment, you cannot ban any guns. Any guns. person wants to own a nuclear weapon, a tank, a cannon, a submachine gun. That's all available under the Second Amendment. Again, you're making the best arguments for gun control because you're such an extremist. How about we ban Dershowitz? Again, you want to ban free speech instead of guns? Uh, that says more about you than anything else. Leave it to one of his tribe. Okay, here we get about a third of the letters I get partake of anti-Semitism. But I don't read many of them because I don't want to promote anti-Semitism, but occasionally you have to read some. So leave it to one of his tribe, my tribe is, I guess, being Jewish, to infringe on the only rights in our Bill of Rights to contain an absolute mandate of thou shalt not be infringed. Hitler would have loved Dershowitz. You're absolutely right about that. He would have led me to a gas chamber and loved uh, trying to, to kill me. But uh, no, Hitler would not, would not have loved me. Okay, related to that. Enjoy the Jew abortion-loving pedo Dershowitz who was on the Epstein Island, etc., etc. Disgusting Jew. Uh, you know, again, once you start introducing the anti-Semitism, I think this decent people stop listening. I, I, I would certainly uh, hope so. As you know, I was never on Jeff Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein's Island except with my wife years before he ever had anybody on the island. When he just bought the island, I was his lawyer, and he invited me and my wife and my daughter to see the island. Nobody was there except... Uh, maintenance people, him, his girlfriend, and no young people. So uh, you can stop with that. Pedo Island and, 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 and airplane, uh, the evidence is clear. All the written evidence, all the documentary evidence shows it's totally false. His own, her own lawyers admitted it. Uh, um, and so you can put that aside. But, you know, if I'm a Jew, I must be a pedo. That's really what the uh, essence of these arguments is. Instead of banning anything pro-Dersh, how about we start public hanging these criminals? Give them a gruesome death. Boil the shooters in oil. There has to be punishment that fits the crime. I'm sick of new gun laws. The only thing that affects is law-abiding folks. The progressive treatment of criminals is pure bullshit. But we have punishment. We have punishments in this country. We have punishments in other countries. The punishments are greater in this country than in other countries. Nonetheless, there are more gun crimes in this country than in any other countries. Again, you've written me hundreds of letters. I challenge any of you, any of you, to find a variable other than guns that explains the incredible disparity between gun shootings, killings, mass killings in the United States and every other Western democracy in the world. None of you has taken me up on my challenge. Do it. Do it. Take me up on my challenge. Show me data that in any way suggests there are other variables. Certainly not mental illness. Certainly not common sense. Certainly not uh, laws. The opposite. We have tougher laws than most other countries, and we have more killings. Um, all right, next one. Your policies have killed people. Over 1.5 millions are saved by guns every year. Again, one of these fake statistics. How do you know how many people was saved by guns in any given year. It's a made-up statistic. As I said, 
on one of the earlier shows. It's a relevant statistic if you can demonstrate it. If you can demonstrate that the number of crimes caused by easy availability of guns is offset by the number of crimes prevented by the easy availability of guns, all right, we have to discount one by the other. But the truth is that the crimes are committed by people who should never have had access to guns. And if we can tighten up our laws, if we can have waiting periods, if we can have license requirements, if we can have exclusion for people with mental illness, if we can have a range of other things, uh, not making guns available to kids between 18 and 21, you're not going to have any reduction in the number of crimes prevented, but you could have major, major reductions in the numbers of crimes caused. Um, Communist BS, abortion is a hate crime. No, abortion is a hate crime. Now, hate crimes are directed at people by people of a different race in order to make racist points. How, how is abortion a hate crime? Abortion is a 16-year-old girl who accidentally became pregnant or who was raped or who was a victim of incest, deciding that she couldn't carry a baby to term. And, and, um, and, and aborting that baby under the new Oklahoma statute just signed by the governor, you can't even have an abortion the day after you become pregnant, that uh, uh, the right to life begins the moment of conception. And they do make an exception for rape and incest. But uh, beyond that, uh, even the first week, you can't have an abortion. No, abortion is not a hate crime. It's a necessity, tragically. And, and I, I wish people didn't have abortions, but... If they have to have it, they have to have it. And, and the law should permit it, certainly up to a certain point. Here's a better idea, this person says. Ban abortion, repeal all gun control laws, and restore the Second Amendment. My proposal protects the right of life for everyone, except the 19 kids who were killed and their teachers. Um, restores the gun rights of the people and abolishes the standing army. Oh, you want to abolish the standing army? You're like the defunders of the police. You don't want our military to be able to defend us against Russia or uh, China or other attacks. You want to abolish the standing army and have people like that 18-year-old defending our country against nuclear attacks from Russia. I have to tell you, you gun nuts out there, you make the best argument for gun control possible, so keep sending me these idiotic emails. Uh, your proposal, on the other hand, violates the Second Amendment, violates the gun rights of the people, and fails to uphold the right to, to life. Um, keep the letters coming. Keep the letters coming. Um, what is it about you? What is it about you folks out there that cannot even understand the need to regulate guns? to make them more difficult to get. Now, nobody's ever gonna ban guns. We have more guns than people in this country. We're never gonna take them away from anybody, but we can make it more difficult for this 18-year-old mass murderer to walk into a Walmart's uh, and buy a gun more easily than he can buy a cigarette or, or buy a vape or buy uh, a beer. Uh, there's something very wrong with a society in which it's harder to buy a beer than to buy a gun capable of killing 19 children in a matter of seconds. So that's my view. You're going to disagree with it, but it's correct. See you soon.
turn it off. I know, but I got to do this. Turn it off. Oh, oh, sorry.